The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Forum, assemble! You are watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from Fantastic Forum Studios, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as wherever you're in the world. Uh, and if you're not, you just look at us before we take it over now. Yeah, the usual suspect in the building first. He is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese because you don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the pal. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Apparently, I'm the resident MCU expert, too. Oh, boo to that, friend. Boo to that. <laughs> next, he is uh, our backbone. He's our pillar. He's our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman. Moses Matt. What's up? I'm technically not here today. He's technically not here today. And as for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we are going to be talking to you all about Mirka and Dolfo's Sweet Paprika, number one. And we are also going to be talking to you all about uh, the next Batman, Second Son. So uh, we will be bringing all that to you along with the latest and greatest in comic book news and geek culture happenings. Uh, and of course, we'll talk about whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. But before we do that, uh, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, this show would not be possible, not have happened. So thanks, Scott. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and uh, I think now's a good time for us to tell you how it is you can get down with Fantastic Forum. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. I indeed do want to. Um, thank you, intern. It's time to give our intern a permanent position, I believe. So, yeah. Anyway. I got to give her health care. Oh, see. See, there it is. So, um, gentlemen, how are you all doing today? Y'all feeling good? Yeah, I finally got to go to the comic book store. What? Don't yeah. About this thing. Ah, I got that as well. Look, it's an eye catcher, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never heard of it, but I was like, oh, what's this? Covers all glossy and like. And it's sideways. This is a sideways comic. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. And, uh, and is it a sideways comic, or did they cut it in half? No, it's no. sideways. I, I believe. <laughs> I, I think this was one of those paper comics. Like, uh, was it not paper? Like comic. an ash can? No, uh, the the Brian oh, like K. Von Company. No, the Brian K. Von Company, where they come out digitally first. So because of that. Because of the landscape nature of the phone, they make them so you can read them easier on that type of screen. So when you print them, they come out in odd sizes. Oh. But I'm not sure. I'm going to do my research, and I'm going to give you a Fantastic Four one-shot about it. 
All you have to do is hit like, subscribe, and the bell to be notified. Uh, at, Look, at, at, what you oh, said, ahead, just go with that. Research. <laughs> uh, say, just say that's what it is, and if it's not, call him a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> and I also got King Kong number one. Nice. Was that out already? Damn it. Yeah, it came out today. I got this cover that I couldn't choose, and they didn't have a white cover. You know? Um, and you couldn't choose? I couldn't choose out of all the covers, so I just got oh, that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and then I bought this J. Scott Campbell cover for Spawn's Universe number one. Yeah, and you know oh, what, Larry? It felt good buying a... Uh, being excited about a Spawn book at the comic I, shop. felt like I, I was... Like, not only did I... I went to a shop where I actually bought Spawn like number 10 <laughs> when I was a kid and nice. uh, I went to get this there and uh, it felt good. I, I asked them if they had my book on healing crystals that I lost there when I was eight. And, <laughs> you know, but you know. Mo, Mo, were you so young that you missed like the beginning of Spawn? Were you not in the comics yet? No, no, no. I, I, I actually traded a uh, what was it? I let I, it was, I think it was like a, a Doctor Strange book or one of those like Prowler heavy Spider Man books. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I let my friend borrow it and he gave me Spawn One and I never gave Spawn One back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a bad move, old Yeah, friend. but it had cover, <laughs> like he had ripped it up, you know. Oh, and okay. I think at that point, they were on, I think, Spawn Three. When that when that when that happened, so, yeah. um, yeah, and you know, and then this I got crossover number six, the white oh, cover. Nice. Dude, you got cover C, but the main cover, cover A, is freaking amazing. Let's Which see. cover is cover A? It's share uh, it. I don't know if I can share it. No, uh oh, what is it on your porn laptop? Is that why? Any laptop I have is a porn laptop. <laughs> Uh, what you can describe it until the picture comes out. It, it looks like a. It looks. Is so, is one of you guys looking for it? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> like, for it. Oh, okay. Here, Joe. Joe has the better porn laptop. Here, I'm sharing it. it. It looks like a painting, and not just like a painting, but like when you actually look at it, it's like kind of scratched and dirty. Like it's. Oh, yeah. I like that one. I usually, yeah, the variants are, are better, but I, I just looked at all of them, and this one, this one's amazing. So I I got King Spawn today as well, but I got the uh, the Brett Booth cover, uh, okay. which is more like it's, it's it's probably the most comic booky of the covers, with the exception of well, no, I won't even say the exception of the the only thing I would would say even rivals it is you know Todd did a cover too, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. But but his cover was uh, like unusually subdued for Spawn, which I think is because Spawn he's trying to have Spawn be regal since it's King Spawn. Yeah, that's the one I got. Yeah, I'm surprised that painting one wasn't Finch because he did a cover too. Yeah, yeah that, Finch's cover is good too. That's I that's the one Mo got. That's the one I got. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Capullo did one too. Which as well he I chose. was looking for Capullo. I didn't see it at my shop. Do you know? I mean, but do you know what it looks like? No. Okay, here I'm gonna give me a second to put that up. 
Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's good. I mean, well, they're all good. Like I haven't seen yeah. a bad one. In the... <laughs> that's wait. That's not the Capullo one, is it? That's not McFarlane. No, uh, it says Capullo. The McFarlane one is the one where he's sitting with a on on the throne with the sword. I can pop that up. Oh, you know what? Okay, gotcha. It looks okay. kind of phallic. It does. <laughs> it does, but still, still looks great. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great issue, great cover. Yeah, but no, I agree. I like, I like going to the shop and and getting spawn books and feeling like I have a jumping on point. So, you know, and who knows? Maybe one day I'll go back and fill in those holes like that. That decade of spawn that I missed, you know. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, so and how about how, how about uh, the rest of you fellas? You all feeling good? You doing all right, Jay? Uh, I'm doing that. <laughs> doing eh. Okay. Listen, do, do you want to get into it, or should we move on? Yeah, we should move on. Okay. I'm. We're we're gonna we're gonna do our best to make sure that you're not eh anymore either, Jay. There are other people in the audience that might be feeling eh as well. And they're like, yeah, that's how I feel. It's like, and if you want to not feel eh, you should stay tuned. If if you want to stay eh, you might want to do that too. You can still stay tuned because Oz will say something. You know? I've been sleeping <laughs> on this artist. I've, I had not heard that name. Which Who? one? Javier Fernandez? Puppeteer Lee? Oh yeah, like, that, I mean, like puppeteer. Uh, I think I would remember puppeteer Lee. That's the 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 spawn cover guy. Oh, the one with that looks like a painting. Yeah, puppeteer Lee. And look, I saw I'm, Lee. I thought Jim. Are and we then, sure that's not a that's not a Batman villain? <laughs> or look, Spawn. Guess I mean, I'm, I'm looking villain. at the signature. He signs it puppeteer too. It's like I, I thought it was a nickname or something. Well, I don't know. listen. If you're a comic book artist, you're not going to want to sign your work Lee, right? Why not? They might. Yeah. I'm good. The, like, all you be here, like, what happened? All these comments. Damn, Jim Lee fell off. Yeah, what Lee. happened? You know? <laughs> it's like, it's not. And it's like, your art probably not even bad. It's just not Jim Lee. <laughs> Look at this so guy's got a art. a couple of uh, comments in the chat. Uh, Alfonso Seja says Spawn has always looked like the king of edge lords, and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. I, what didn't we just read? Oh, actually, maybe it wasn't a book that it might have been a book I was reading. I don't know. Like, I feel like didn't we just wasn't there just a book like a comic that was like had like a personification for edgelords uh that might be something i was reading on my own no but i think we did talk of something similar like that i don't know if it was just you and me or the show yeah but it sounds familiar but it was like literally like like a group like there was like somebody was like going either through someone's mind or something like that and it was a personification for edge lords, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's yeah." It, it didn't look like Spawn, but it was a good like representation of an edge lord. Like I, <laughs> like of not like in reality, but in in actual you know com or or uh, personification form. Like you know, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's a great cover. I almost got that one, but I I, I liked, uh, I liked the uh, the booth one, the Brett booth. And all the covers are somewhat rare because McFarlane actually like showed a picture of all the ones he's going to recycle to make the next issues of all the ones that because you know he, he did a big print run and whatever didn't sell in the initial run, he just recycle <laughs> and he's gonna print number three on it yeah oh really yeah so they're all like if you can get them all that's it there's not gonna be you know like you can reorder maybe they'll do a second printing maybe not you know yeah I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if there's a second printing but yeah it'll be different so but i want a white cover hey man listen todd's not hard to reach I almost bought out Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but it was a green cover. <laughs> <laughs> like send Todd ten bucks, he'll staple like a white sheet of paper to one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I just say you like no, 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 wait, forget that. Call him up, have him uh, ask him for a white cover, and then ask him to draw on it. Yeah. Hey, listen, that Carlin's accessible and. He's the kind of guy that you're like, hey, how come no white cover? He'll be like, oh, you want a white cover? Okay. It could, it could be one of those things where my that comic book store didn't have it. Let me see. I'm going to look in the back, see if they have a cover gallery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's fair. It, it's funny because, uh, you know, you were talking about your friend's, com your, your friend's uh, spawn number one and how it was like all ripped up and like, one of my most vivid like convention memories is which I've talked about this before, but Jay and I at friggin' uh the shrine conventions here in in, uh, in LA back in the day, you know, the shrine was like the convention in LA and like whoever the top talent or or when a movie was gonna well not necessarily premiere, but when there were like those like the the comic book movies that didn't go into wide release. Haunt is, Haunt is in it. Oh. You okay. love Haunt. No, wait, what? Why do I love Haunt? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, they would show movie premieres and sometimes celebrities would show up and some, you know, you top comic talent. And Jay and I waited in line for hours. Like, we, we got, we had to get there early. We had to get, like, pull for tickets to get... Uh, spawn signed by Todd, and then still had to wait in the line for like hours, so uh, so that you could get your turn to get your signature. And Jay and I were sitting there, and Spawn number four, which was the one that had the the what was it, the Image Zero uh, coupon in it, and which right. was a kick ass issue with the the one the one with the violator face. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was, but it was like an expensive book at the time because you had to like get each each image book that came out that that month had a, a coupon that you needed to get all of them and send in to get image zero, and people were like they wanted it and they there wasn't enough copies pr being printed at the time because it was a different era in comics, <laughs> and it was like a a friggin' like $50 book in some places and this fool had this joint rolled up in his back pocket 
<laughs> and Joe and I were like, oh my God, look at this guy. <laughs> we're like, whoa, what's this person doing? You know, and you know, we were young. It's like, don't get me wrong. I, I wouldn't treat a comic book like that now, but I would have been less, I would have been more chill about it now. Just because like, oh, well, I wouldn't do that. But, you know, but at the time, Jay and I were like, man. And I just Jay was up, like, huh? Jay was like, we should take that book from I was, like, chill. <laughs> I was like, chill, man. We're not those kinds of kids. <laughs> Yet. So we also got Tiger Claw in chat. And uh, he wants to know, uh, he says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? What you guys thought about that trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home? I can't believe they finally did it. Doc Ock is back. Oh, well, look, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to table that one because we won't get to this other stuff if we start talking about that first. We can that can be the first thing we talk about after these reviews if you all want. I don't look. I'm I'm down for it. I will. I want to talk to you all about it. But if I, if we talk about it right now, like there there goes sweet paprika. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay with that. But oh boo! Of course you are. Of course you are. Look, let's let's get into it. Let's do let's do some comic book reviews and let's talk about Sweet Paprika. Oh, that's my cue. That's you. Let's get in these comic book reviews and talk about Sweet Paprika. Woo! Comic book review. Comic book review. Like So, Oz, man, why don't you tell us about Sweet Paprika? No, I'm, I'm just joking, dude. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but, Mo, why don't why don't you tell us about what Sweet Paprika is, what it's about, and start us off? Uh, in the little video vignette that I sent you guys, I say that, but... Oh, was... oh, do you want me... Oh, let's play it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot about the video. Yeah, but play, I, play the vignette. Yeah, go ahead, and then I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it's about in a more detailed uh, fact. Perfect. I forgot we had those. Sorry. So Mirka Andolfo's uh, Sweet Paprika Number 1. I picked this book to review today because it's a new work from Mirka Andolfo, and here at Fantastic Forum, you know we love Mirka Andolfo. We love a lot of her work, uh, Unnatural, her work on the little Conan, Sumerian, the unofficial Conan book, uh, Mercy, so uh, it just seemed like the next logical step for us to review this. And she um, she doesn't disappoint. She does what she does. The art's great. The cover's great. Uh, the story itself I, I really enjoy, but not as much as like I did, like an unnatural or even a mercy. Like this story kind of fits in the mold of a natural, if you could use that term. It's a similar type of story, similar type of female lead uh, this one's just, you know, a different type of creature, <laughs> non-human creature. With, uh, with a natural, you can kind of see where it's going. Whereas with this one, it's like, I, I personally don't see so much where it's going other than her sexual freedom or whatever. And, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, the cliffhanger at the end with the, um, well, spoilers, with the dad dying, uh, 
I think that's going to give us a new uh, dimension of what it could be. So I'm I'm in. I, I like this. I like this story. Uh, I got here's a couple of of the covers um, that that are going to be because it sold out and uh, it sold out real quick. So they rushed the second printing, which comes out today or came out today, and uh, they got a lot of other covers. I like the second <laughs> the second printing cover a lot. And I like uh, I just like the art and 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 one of the things I like about Mercandolfo a lot is the art and then her way she writes. So this book kind of uh, encompasses her style all around, even the way she writes. I don't know if it's the translation because I, I believe it was written in Italian, but I believe that um, yeah, she does a good job. Like even like dealing with sexual themes, it doesn't feel too too. Um, sanitized but not too uh raunchy either it's just natural <laughs> you know, she has a natural way uh, of sexuality being expressed by her characters that i think that goes with any language and uh, i think part of that is her european sensibilities too she's not as a tight you know european culture is not as a tight as american culture when it comes to sex so you feel like when you talk about sex it has to be pervy and it has to be a little raunchy Whereas here, it's just a, another another issue that devils, but humans in general, because humans are the ones reading it, kind of have to, another facet of their lives that they have to kind of come to terms with. Uh, intimacy and love and getting off. And that this book kind of does a good job of that, of focusing that type of struggle in a young adult, um, professional lifestyle that the main character paprika deals with and uh i I like the execution um i would give it a four four out of five easily four out of five i will probably revise that rating once i read the whole thing or or the first trade paperback because this does feel like a incomplete because it's issue one but it does keep me wanting to read more But yeah, if you couldn't, if you couldn't uh, gather from that, it, it is a story of a demon girl that is essentially put her career ahead of her own needs, physical needs, in, uh, emotional needs. And part of that is because of the, the conflict in her upbringing. And the comic kind of tells you that at the beginning. And then uh, she's dealing with it in the first issue. Not a lot happens in terms of putting her on that journey yet but it, it is gonna it, it's coming <laughs> she's a demon and then the angel wants to bang her that's the other part <laughs> now does the angel want to bang her or yeah does he want to bang the angel I, I think it's both that angel wants to bang everybody he probably okay. bangs that little dog he's walking around with damn the little angel dog that's yeah story. <laughs> uh, Joe, did you read Unsainted? Did I read what? Unsaint? Is it Unsainted? The one that she Unsacred. did? Unsacred. That's what it is. Um, no, I haven't read that yet. Because that, I was actually flipping through that, and it looks like it might be in the same universe as this, but I didn't read it, so I, I don't know. I was hoping Joe read it so I could ask questions, but if he didn't, I don't think that's a show for another time. Yeah. 
But what did you think of it, Jay? Of uh, Sweet Paprika? Um, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's got this cool little rom-com setup. Uh, interesting characters. Um, yeah, like, so far, I I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah, it's a decent setup. Rom-com. Like, they're not too into rom-coms, but this one I like. like mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. Um, interesting. Uh, her art is amazing, as always. Um, the art is kind of interesting because it's a little more stylized than, like, a lot of the other stuff uh, we've, like, talked about on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, like, yeah, I'm in. Right. Having a good time with it. Good stuff. Oz, you want to tell us what you might have thought? I couldn't get through it. You couldn't get through it. So what, what made it no, hard? It's, uh, it, it, it was like I was reading an episode of Sex in the City. And a lot of people love that show. It's just it not, not for me. I'm not the rom-com guy. I was disappointed by the uh, angel demon aspect of it because that could lead to inter interesting things when an angel and a demon fall in love, but everybody in in this book is either an angel or a demon, and they're living basically the lives of human. It's literally just a, a, like a slice of life type of story, and everybody's wearing either a demon or an angel costume. Mm -hmm. it's kind of what it felt like so i was kind of disappointed with that the the art style is a little too cartoony it was i mean it, it's not bad look i'm a huge mercon Dolphin fan i mm -hmm. paid way too much money for for her art <laughs> but this this uh you know i just wasn't feeling it yeah you know she she's a she's a fine writer it's not a poorly written story at all it's mm -hmm. That's not your bag. Yeah, like I said, uh, millions of people love Sex and City. That show was popular for years. You know, rom coms make a lot of money, and uh, it's it's not it's not poorly. I, I never felt like, well, that's stupid. Well, that's dumb. It's just not something I was feeling when I was reading it. Right. And right. probably that angel demon thing probably really is what disappointed me. I, I I was expecting something to like that to be a thing, and they're just like regular ass people, but. Some are demons, some are angels. Yeah, yeah, it's not even like a taboo thing. This angel's been, been you know, walks into the, into the office, and every woman there, whether angel or demon, like wants to jump him. And I think he bangs one of the demon chicks in that in that book before he even gets to to the main girl. So it's not like a <laughs> there's I don't see anything bad coming from. An angel and a demon banging, so yeah, it's I don't know. It it just felt like not my thing. I hear you. It it it's interesting because uh, I'm pretty sure the book is is uh like uh pitched or not pitched, but I should say like I don't remember what the term is, but basically it's described on the the image site as like. Uh, Sex in the City meets uh, Bridges of Madison County or something, mm. with a with a little with a dash of the Devil Wears Prada. 
S3 things I didn't watch. Right. I was about to say, like, I, I haven't seen any of those things either. Yeah, me neither. But, 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 here, <laughs> but here's the thing. I like I like romantic comedies. Like, I, you know, like friggin' uh, usually, like, especially like during like that Hugh Grant era, I watched like almost all of those. You know, <laughs> like those joints are good to me and I find them enjoyable. I like I like those kinds of stories, um, even though they're in a lot of ways all the same story. But, you know, I can appreciate the uh, execution of it because it's not like it's it, it might be a um, there might be a lot of tropes when it comes to romantic comedies, but it's not like it's like the kind of thing that, uh, you know, like, oh, well, anyone could make that. It's like, no, no, romantic comedies can go really wrong really quickly, <laughs> you know, in, in all different types of ways. Now. As in regards to Sweet Paprika, though, I kind of feel where you're coming from, Oz. Um, just because, even though I like I, I like uh, romantic comedies, I was kind of expecting a little bit more from this book. And you know, part of that might just be on me, where I was just like, I, it wasn't hard to get through. And I agree with much of what you, Jay, and and Moses said in regards to like the art. And you know the the story like is interesting, but at the same time, I felt like I was more wondering what the world was going to be like, especially given like the artistic styling of the characters. Like you know, yeah, the angels and demons thing piqued my interest, and for it to yeah. like just not play into it at all, I was disappointed. Right, it feels um, like it should be forbidden love, but it's not. I mean. I'm not gonna. I, I I won't like. I feel like it to be a forbidden love kind of thing would be again a little bit predictable and a, you know maybe a, a bit tropey, and so I wouldn't be mad at her not staying from. I wouldn't be mad at her for staying away from that, but it feels like it's ignored. Like just like how you said, Oz. It's like this is a slice of life, and it just like some people happen to look one way, and some people happen to look the other way, and it's like, well, then what's the point then? And it's like, there might be a point, but maybe there's not. I don't know. And for it not to get addressed at all in issue one of the book, like even just a little bit, like I'll, I'll, all I need is a nugget. I, I feel like a nugget would have satisfied me. But I'm kind of believing at this point, like I don't know that it's going to factor into it at all. And so, which I guess I could be okay with that. Like, I don't know, like at this point, it, like the book, the book, um, like, I was disappointed by the world building aspect. And here's the thing. I don't even know that it necessarily needed to be a whole heaven and hell kind of world building kind of thing. But realistically speaking, like, I don't learn anything about this world at all. Like, all I learn about is, like, the woman works in an office. I, I mean, they tell us they tell us that she's, a, like, the chief creative officer of, of a... Um, Actually, do they tell us what kind of company it is? I don't remember. It's a, it's a, it's a branding. It's a publishing company. Publishing company. It's right. a number one publisher. Got you right. Right, they do say that. Yeah. So she's the the chief creative officer of a publishing company, and I, I feel like that's the world building, and to a degree, that's a part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like. Give me, give me something else to latch on to, to, because I guess 
I guess at this point, it's like I understand that she's having trouble uh, with her work-life balance, and you know that's relatable and understandable. So it's like I, 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 I'm willing to go on that journey, but I guess at this point, it's like I don't know what the stakes are. Other than I, yeah, no, I mean I don't know what the stakes are because it's like she's been living her life that way all this time, and she's I guess she's coming to terms with the idea that she's like, well, I don't. I don't like living like this, but it doesn't seem like there's necessarily like if she wants to change that, she can, I guess, right? It's like she has resources, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Like it's like I, I feel like issue two will be better, but I don't know if uh it, it's one of those things where it's like I, I'd be really hard to knock anyone. For reading this first issue and just saying like i don't know if i need to read the second one right i mean she's a she's a power powerful woman who has put her career ahead of relationships uh because she justifies it to herself as she's getting ahead in her careers but from as mo said we see that some of that stems from i don't want to say trauma but uh, her her growing up the way the way her dad kind of treated her put their put her in that mindset and I'm pretty sure I mean you talk about stakes I'm pretty sure by the point that she starts hooking up with with the with the dude and starts having those relationships I think that's gonna cause her professional life to start to fall apart and you know it's just like most said it's predictable. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, you know, a lot of stories are predictable. That, that doesn't make them not good. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, this isn't for me, but it's it's well done. You know, she Mercandolfo can write just as well as she can draw. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of where I was like having the question about Unsainted as well, where it's Unsacred. like Unsacred. Sorry, it's there's a new song out called Unsainted. Um, <laughs> so I looked at the cover to Unsacred and it's like I thought it was an issue. Yeah, I thought it was issue two of Sweet Paprika, you know? And uh I don't have the cover here to show you, but yeah, it, it's just it, and it's her art still, but it's slightly different than than this. And uh I, look, say what you want about the story, but she's got a good week because she also has on the stands right now. Superman versus Lobo on DC Black, mm-hmm. and uh, that that looks good. But I mean, she just did the cover. But you talk about oh. her style and, and versatility and art style. Oh, dude, she could do it all. Yeah, it, it, that cover looks great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I almost bought it until it wasn't her art on the insides. Nah, there you go. Now, now I I don't know. Do you? I don't know if you knew this, Mo. But did you like Lobo? Is her favorite character? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I was like, I, I read that like in like preparing for the show today, and I was like, wow. I guess that's really interesting because just because you know she's she's Italian, yeah. so like her her first, um, her first exposure to comics wasn't necessarily American superhero stuff, but once she, you know, once she got introduced to that. Yeah, Lobos, who she gravitated towards. I can see that. Mm-hmm. 
I see what you're saying here with this unsacred. Yeah, that does look like it could be in the same universe. But that that wasn't the the cover I had in mind. But I'll see if I can find the one. Uh, which issue was it? I, I believe it was the first one. But yeah, and there's a. a I will say that one thing that did hook me that I was like, the only part that I was like, I'm actually really interested in that is, um, you know, you have the delivery guy character that Oz mentioned before that everybody loves and, you know, Paprika kind of pushes back against him just because, right? The whole thing where he, oh, he always wears the shades or whatever, or doesn't want people looking him in the eye. Like, or it doesn't say that he doesn't want people looking him in the eyes, but you know, they make the reference that he always puts the shades on or he put the shade on his shades on before he put on clothes. You know, I was like, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> you know, like that was like, okay, that that was the part that I was like, huh, I wonder where that's going to go. Because that's like the part where I'm like, okay, I don't, you know. By the way, always have on shades. Huh? Uh, Superman versus Lobo, that is her art inside. Inside? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Oh. Mo was not impressed. <laughs> well, I read the credits, and I guess I just saw a cover by Mirka and Dolfo. Yeah, she did the the A cover, but right. yeah, I'm seeing art by Mirka and Dolfo. All right, I gotta go back. <laughs> I gotta go back. Look, I gotta add it to my pool list. That's, um, I like that same cover. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, the but, yeah. one is essentially a, a demon guy. I believe he might be wearing sunglasses, <laughs> and they're like holding each other. And uh, oh, that's not the the same one you were talking about. Huh? Nah, I gotta find this. But oh, uh, that's actually, issue one, but right. it might be a variant. Uh, let's see. Uh oh, you gotta prune it. Yeah, all the covers of Unsacred that I saw were like uh, realistic ones, like how um, Red Sonia has cosplayers sometimes. Oh, Mo, mm-hmm. they have a white cover. Nice. <laughs> all right. Mo's in. <laughs> yeah, I have five out of five. <laughs> so, but yeah. I mean, I, I I know Joe. You're gonna be looking. You're looking to see if you can find that cover. So I, I got the Amazon page up. Oh, <laughs> but that's the only the only one I could find. I can do that. Let's see. So that's. Oh yeah. That to me looks like it could be like the opposite. You know, it's the devil guy and the angel girl. Uh, but you know, it's the the reverse gender swap version of. Sweet paprika, you know, right? Uh, it looks like it could be in the same universe, and mm-hmm. even the art style somewhat similar. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it's uh, in fact, from researching all these covers here, it feels like they might have the thing that Oz likes the conflict of angel and ramifications of angels and demons, fucking, yeah, I mean, making sweet love. Oh, there's nothing sweet when you include a demon. <laughs> Tell that to your mom. I I don't know. 
why he felt it was necessary to say that. Just because. <laughs> That's what? how fun people express love. They talk shit to each other. Got it. So, Oz, mm. what would you rate Sweet Paprika? I'm going to go with personally, like two and a half. If you like rom coms or Sex in the City, I'd say three and a half, closer to four. Like it's it, it's well drawn, it's well written. It's just not my thing. It might be your thing. If it's your thing, check it out. Fair, fair. Most Magnum. I know technically you've already given your uh, your review and your rating, but give the people hit them with it one more time. I don't remember what I said in that, but I believe it was like a four out of five because yeah. it's you know it flows well. You know it, we've read a lot, we've read a lot of these uh, books that are translated from another language, and yeah. I don't know that this is that, but I know it's written. It's not her first language if it's written straight in English, and everything flows well. Uh, we we talked last week about a book where a British guy. Oh no, that's not you guys. Oh, he's got another show. When we uh, when we reviewed Batman Reptilian number one, and by we I don't mean you guys. Um, it, it was weird having Garth Ennis write dialogue for Gothamites. Mm. And strange have, stuff, huh? right, and uh, we don't have that issue that issue here. <laughs> So that gives it, I mean, it's a fundamentally well-made book, well put together, and uh, and I would keep reading it if, because I, I really, the, the, the problems I had with it are basically a taste issue, <laughs> you know, just like Oz and, and Larry, and, and uh, I don't even know if Joe had problems with it at all, but I'm sure if they did it'd be more of a taste issue rather than a quality issue. So it's still a four from me. Um, and I, it makes me want to keep reading the rest because I want to see this demon angel stuff. I, not necessarily pay off, but I want to see where this goes. I, like, I do want to see that world <laughs> and what, why, why it has to be an angel and a demon, I guess. Maybe it's not going to pay off, but you're going to get a different score at the end when I get to that point. Fair. Jay? What would you rate Sweet Paprika number one? Um, I would rate it a five out of five. I love the art. I like the characters. Um, the situation seems like it'll be interesting. Um, I don't really need payoff to why they're angels and demons. Um, to me, it's kind of just like a choice. Like, they could have been angels and demons, or they could have been black and white, or it could have been whatever, you know. Furries. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Eagerly awaiting issue two. Um, five out of five. Cool. Uh, as for myself, I'm going to give it a three out of five. It's... It, it's a, a well-put-together book, but at the end of the day, I just don't feel like maybe it just wasn't for me. Like, may, maybe I'm not into rom-comics, you know? I don't know. How about um, rom-communism? 
rob communism <laughs> no no i don't think i've been to that either <laughs> Ro romantic communism um but you know i mean the book is beautiful like it's, it's well drawn and you know the the way that the characters uh are, are like come across on the page and relate to one another is interesting it's just not so interesting that it necessarily pulled me all the way in um you know and i think it, it very well could just be a genre thing like i i don't i can't say that i read a lot of um what would be considered like you know rom-com comics you know uh and do you want recommendations do i want recommendations yeah i mean i'll i'll take a recommendation if you have like whatever whichever one you think is the best one recommend it to me and i'll, I'll read it so that way i can maybe have a you know and you know me so i know that you know if you recommend it to me i it there's a solid chance i might actually like it so but I, what what i was going to say is i believe as though in the same way how you know i i can't really watch or don't enjoy watching horror movies per se um or or like horror television which i guess is not really a thing but you know what i mean horror but, television is a thing Absolutely, oh. is. American ASH? Horror Story. The new season of ASH. You should you should just say American Horror Story. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah, you should just say that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's on the 25th. Um, is but is is there is there other horror TV other than American Horror Story? Uh, Scream the series, slasher. Yeah. Wait, um, Slasher? I thought Slasher was a, a channel, not a no. TV show. You're thinking of Shudder, possibly. Oh, maybe so. Okay. Yeah, okay. So Slasher so, is there it a is. series. It's a oh. horror anthology series. It's amazing. Okay. Um, so definitely, we've established that above. horror TV is a thing. I, I like. Three. I'll take it back. I didn't realize. Sorry. Like even the first like three seasons of Supernatural were like horror adventure. Uh, okay, I mean, I listen. Look, you, you peaked you know, in the first five episodes. Elvira, Mistress <laughs> of the Dark. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, I don't, I'm not in the same way that I don't watch horror movies or horror TV. Monsterland. No, but okay, oh. I got it. Tales from the no, Crypt. You like Tales uh, from the Crypt, right? You didn't watch that. Can I finish the end of the of the joint or no? If no, then I'll just listen. Go ahead. At least put it on four screens if y'all go keep talking. <laughs> they, they don't need to see me just be like. <laughs> there's tells from the crypts too. There's a lot of blood in that. <laughs> So what I'm saying is that the same way that I don't watch that stuff, but I can read comic books about it, this might be the opposite, where I can watch the movies or the TV shows that I find it interesting, but maybe reading the comics isn't my thing. So That's not true. You like sex criminals. Sex criminals is not a romantic, a, a rom-com comic. Like, it, there's a romance in it, but like that's like saying like Saga is a rom-com comic. No, but no, but it's it it's 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 both of both of those are high adventure with a romance in it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's like like romance is a part of it. I'm not saying it's not. What I'm saying is, but romance is a part of X Men too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's like but that's not funny. That's right. He does like Cyclops. <laughs> first, first of all, for the record, everyone likes Cyclops. Okay. Yeah. Like, apparently, so does Wolverine and Jean Grey. Wolverine, G- Jean Grey, Psylocke before she became two people. All of them. It's like the wobbly H, but Cyclops is the dash. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. I wish, you know, I wish we would have pre produced that joke so that we could demonstrate the wobbly H across the <laughs> You gotta talk about eyes wide shut. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> so, so should we uh, move on? Yeah, we should definitely move on. We should we should talk about Batman, the next Batman, second son. Oz, why don't you hit us off with this one, buddy? Oh, you can't go to me after I just made a joke. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like Jay, Jay couldn't tell what you all apart again. No, <laughs> Jay's like Gross. all those Latinos look alike. The off blacks. <laughs> That's too funny. Like I can't even. I, I took a drink just before Mo said that. I couldn't even laugh like I wanted to. I was like, I will shut down this whole show. I will destroy my computer if I laugh like out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Oz. Okay, so. The next Batman, Second Son, is the origin story of what I guess people consider the Black Batman, which I always thought was weird because I expected that to be Luke. And uh, no, this is a new brother. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) New brother. (laughs) Like, where the. Who let this brother in? <laughs> I wish I could take credit for that one. <laughs> I won't be able to. Uh, oh, this brother acting brand new. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Go ahead. A, a while back, a couple years back, they they announced five G. And I think Warner Brothers made a mistake, or DC made a mistake of, well, Didio at the time made the mistake of saying, hey, there's a new Batman, he's going to be black. And I think that kind of like made people feel a little weird, like, what do you mean? What's happening? And then stuff happened. 5G was kind of set aside, and instead we got Future State, which was the, the introduction of this black Batman. Now, as a character, as a Batman, I you know, he did Batman things. He he was he was fine. He he was a decent Batman. But I had the problem with well, who's this guy, and what makes him think he can be a Batman? Like, well, how did he get to this point? And right. so that's why I picked up this story because this, I mean, it says it it's called it's called Second Son Batman, the next Batman Second Son. There ain't no Batman in it. There, how many how many issues you got there, buddy? It's a four issue thing. I got oh oh oh! I thought more over there on your right. I'm sorry. No, oh, this is another reason to get this is because it's the prelude to I Am Batman, which is his ongoing series. So that's what got I got it. here. Uh, Wait, this is four issues. 
Yeah. What you have uh, for the whole uh, series. I I know what I know what happened. Oh, yeah. Tell them all. It was a digital first and it got printed. So I read the digital ones and there's 12 of them. But and, and it felt they felt like if you can uh, when you play my video, you'll see like one of my complaints was that each issue felt really light. And it's like if this costs money, yeah. But I believe the digital first were 99 cents. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I, I don't check my statement. Okay. Now, that makes sense because I watched some of what you said, and you mentioned that it it ended at Grifter. I think this is the page. Yeah. Well, that's that's like page five or six. I mean, there's still... Yeah. <laughs> and that's where yeah. the issue... Because when uh, you read it digitally, the paneling is off. Where there's like the long panels, kind of how I explained that other uh, comic, the sideways comics with uh, was it uh, Econo Clash or whatever, the Echo Echo Lands, and uh, where it's a sideways comic because it's made to to meet the needs of reading it on a digital tablet or phone, you know, <laughs> and that's what that was. In those digital first, so now it makes sense. So I only read half an issue. So if you want to play my video about yeah, my, let's do it. I, I would say you read less than a third of an issue, maybe yeah. a quarter of an issue. Worse at ninety nine cents. <laughs> Wait, I mean the the issue is five bucks, right? And that's the thing. Like when you think about the digital first, you got twelve issues in that series, and you got four. That's about three per per yeah. book. At five bucks a piece, all right. So, so they get twelve of them for twelve bucks, or four of them for twenty. So let let's play the video before we get repetitive. Let's see what you yeah. have to say. So the next Batman, Second Son. It's a interesting read. Something totally different, totally new. Something I didn't even know existed. Um, <clears throat> the Tim Fox thing trying to go back to Gotham. He's out in Vietnam, toppling a billionaire, trying to hack. And I guess, you know, all that start of the story to me was, was a nice jumping on point into something I totally didn't know. So that made it enjoyable. The page count was a little weird because, you know, it's a digital first. So their page count, the page layout is different. So it felt like too quick. I don't know how much it costs. If it was a $4 book, the page count felt a little light, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that is in print. And, uh, but other than that, it was an interesting read. It, I didn't really feel like reading the next one, although I hear from you, Larry, that uh, if you keep reading it, it's a better book. It's an interesting story. And, and I think I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to keep reading it. As far as my review for it, I gave it a three and a half out of out of five. Um, some of the the decisions were a little weird. A little art position was weird, but that cliffhanger was good <laughs> with with uh, Grifter. So, yeah, three out of five for me. Yeah. All right, there that, it is. All I read was up to Grifter, and now I'm mad. <laughs>
What are you mad about? Tell tell him why you mad, son. Tell him why you mad, son. That was like the first like that was like a good ending point. Like it's a cliffhanger, and it, it made it interesting to read the second one. Now all of a sudden it's part of one book. Well, keep in mind too that you know this is one of those things where the other part that makes it like the digital first aspect of it is that that was coming out weekly. So you weren't waiting a month to get the next part. You're waiting, you know, well, week to week. Now you get it all in one book and it's like a it's a misplaced a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, but there's there's some like, points. Like Larry, I mean, Oz, what happens in the next page? Uh they they talk about Grifter and Lucius Fox talk about um Jace because Grifter is the one that went like looking for him. So it's a conversation with Lucius Fox and Grifter. The same dude from issue one? Yeah. Well, actually, the next page goes into Jace. Looks like he stops a robbery. No, Batwing stops a robbery. And then you go back to Grifter talking to Lucius Fox. Okay, so it's like a scene change. It doesn't yeah. feel like another issue. I think if you bought the next five pages, you would get the scene change, and then you'd go back to Grifter. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hate it. <laughs> it. It just seems like a weird way to do to sell comics right now. <laughs> you either do one or the other, but I mean, they got to do what they got to do. I mean, it, it you know, I, I'm not personally like, you know, I, I don't prefer to read my stuff digitally. Yeah. Um however, it's like I feel like the pacing like it seems like like this it's written by John Ridley and John Ridley understood that he was making a weekly web comic to me. Like it felt like every beat it it like he I think he knew that it was going to be um eventually consolidated into a, a print comic format but he tried to make sure that from week to week you got the beat and i mean and that's the same way like what i was gonna say before is like in print comics it's not like the only page turner you get is the last the last like you know the thing that makes you the hook for the next issue like you get page turners from in the book as well don't get me wrong, though. I, I get it. Like, it does feel very intentional. And like, you know, the grifter thing is the kind of thing where, you know, you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, it's grifter. I, you know, I personally, as much as I love Wildstorm, that's not the kind of thing for me. Like, I, I don't even understand why they, they like, the, I, it, well, I won't say I don't understand. I understand why grifters integrated into Batman. And that's because Jim Lee likes grifter. And he's like, well, let's put Grifter in the most popular book. So, okay, I get it. Personally, out of all the Wildstorm characters, it, he doesn't make the most sense to me to be in Gotham or in Batman books. But whatever. It's not my choice, right? It's not my call. <laughs> so, um, but it's just like, it, like, I feel like as well as you can navigate doing a weekly web, well, not, I won't say web comic, but a weekly digital comic book release that's eventually going to be made into a, a physical print comic. 
John really did that, is what I'm trying to say. To me, but you know, Mo what do you been, all think? I think Mo would have been mad if he if he got if he paid for the next issue because Why? that grifter cliffhanger is kind of like nothing happens. Right, um, right. When, when you when you finally get back to grifter, it's one page. He's not even wearing the mask. The the hooker that he's there with is gone, and he <laughs> he doesn't do grifter things. He just talks to Lucius for a page. Mm-hmm. Like here, I can show you. That's that's all the grifter you get right there, in that page. So spoiler alert! Oh, here, there. That's it. That, that that's all. I forget. Uh, he might show up at some other point, but I don't remember him showing up. So yeah, it's kind of like I think Mo would have got there and be like, "Well, that's it. Fuck that. I hate this fucking book." But but I do feel like the rest of the story would have, like, I think you would have been interested in the things that weren't Rifter. But it, you would have right print version. I would have had a probably a better experience than what I'm having now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you would have seen Grifter on one page, and then you know he has a conversation, and it feels. It feels better than yeah. Oh, I bought issue one and ended with Grifter. Issue two, mm-hmm. Age of Grifter. Right. So right. yeah, that I I could see that. I think the uh, I I like this book because that's what that's what I wanted. I wanted to know why this guy became Batman, mm-hmm. uh, especially because again, his brother Luke Fox is already you know a bat. And why why this guy over that? Why did they have to create this character? I I wanted to see where he came from, where he was trained, like what makes him so good. And this book goes into that. You get a lot of that in this book. And I haven't read issue zero of his book, but that goes more in, you know, I kind of like flip through the pages and it looks like he goes more into his training and why he's qualified to take to take the job. So I want to know what you think, Lawrence. Uh, okay. Yeah, we could talk. Look, okay. So, uh, well, let me preface things by saying like, I read the next Batman when future state came out and I, I liked the character, like the series itself. Definitely left me wanting to know more in the same way you did Oz and it's where like where did this guy come from you know um and this series definitely answers all those questions or or most of those questions I guess is what I should say um but I enjoyed the journey of it like I I honestly I and I really enjoyed John Ridley's writing it felt very natural um it's one of these things where you know, I read, um, I read like black writers that write comics. I don't always read them writing black characters. And like, you know, sometimes it, it like, well, what I'll say is with John Ridley and him writing jace fox it felt it feels very natural it feels very much like i'm like dude i believe this guy i believe this guy would do this and say that and i like like 
it feels like somebody I know. And so it was cool because I enjoyed the next the next Batman as a series, even though it left me with a lot of questions. And to get these answers and be like, oh man, they totally like I felt like Ridley totally fleshed this guy out 100 percent And it felt like even like knowing what I know now in Second Son and looking back at those issues, it's like, oh, okay, like all this stuff all connects. Like he had the backstory already. It just they didn't just they didn't give that us that first. So yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the only I didn't thing realize he was one of the guys that wrote Martin. Yeah, yeah, no, John John Ridley has been in the industry for a long time and he's written all types of stuff. Martin, like um, Martin. Martin, yeah, mm -hmm. like that terrible show that people keep insisting was great. Oh, wait a minute now, like Martin's not terrible, it's not great either, it's but great. it's not terrible. I mean, you gotta love. Martin Lawrence to enjoy that show. It's his style of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Look, but like John Ridley wrote 12 Years a Slave. No one saw, or okay, I can't say no one saw that. I 100% did not see that. Well, okay, here, yeah, Academy it's, Award. It's just show. I get friggin' won an Academy Award. Talk about well, this. I, yeah, to be fair, I did watch Star Crossed. Right. He wrote that episode of Justice League. Right. So it's like, dude, he writes a lot. He's written a lot of different stuff. Like, he's a good writer. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong. It's like, I'm not saying they're all home runs, mind you. I'm just saying that he 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 has a voice and he knows how to use it. He wrote I, for Team Knight Rider. Wait, what? He wrote for an uh, episode of Team Knight Rider. Oh, uh, well, let's, like I said, Look, they all can't. They, they all can't be home runs, right? Team Night Rider. Damn. Hmm. Was it the best episode of Team Night Rider? I you mean, know, I think they're all just not the best. Right. There's right? They, look. There's officially no best episode of Team Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, I... Jay. Jay, what did you think of the book? Um, you know, it's interesting. It like I read it digitally, so I was like one episode, one issue after the other, 12 of them. Um, they all felt super light and easy to go through. Like, that's not a good thing or a bad thing, mm -hmm. it just didn't feel like it had much substance. Like, each issue has a little bit, and that's kind of just it. Um, and I think it changes the overall feel of the book. Like, it just feels like a really big issue zero. And again, not a bad thing, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I actually ended up enjoying it. Um, it's pretty good. Like, seeing all the foxes interact. You know, it, it's so funny because Luke Fox's Batwing is is cool. Like, I, I like his Batwing. Um, 
And I like Jace Fox's or Tim Fox's Batman. But does he change his name back to Tim at some point? No, not that I know of. Don't they call him Tim in the first issue? Yeah, yeah, but his name name is Jace. They just call him Tim because they're like being obstinate. Tim Tim is his slave name. Listen, come on, man. I listen. You look, you like, don't get me wrong. You're right. His brother's being obstinate. If your mom names you Tim, it's like you can't tell your mom, call me Jace. Your mom call you what your mom want to call you. Right. You've been Tim for 30 years. Quick, though. Hmm? Like, I feel like out of everyone, she was like the. Uh, she went to Jace easiest. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying that you know, like, like I'm not gonna tell. Like, I can't tell somebody's dad, hey, you really need to be calling him such and such. It's like, no, that's your dad. It's like your dad calls you what he wants to call you. Well, maybe not like you know a curse he, word. He calls you what he's been calling you for thirty years or how? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like you like, just showed up and it's like, hey, my name's Jace, by the way. No, I know, right? It's like, dude, whatever. He doesn't call me at all. (laughs) It's like, if you try to change your name at 13, that's one thing. (laughs) If you try to do it at like 23, nah, homie. (laughs) Guess what? We we already know who you are. No. (laughs) No, but, but, look, and this might just be me. Like, this is one of these, this is like the way how I feel about like the, the, the guardians of the galaxy a little bit in the sense that uh every time I see Luke Fox's Batwing, I'm like they did they did my boy uh David Zim, Zim, Zimbabwe wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the first the first Batwing, the African child soldier Batwing, like I'm like, dude. Like that guy was hardcore. He was awesome. And I really enjoyed like his story to me at least is a better story than Luke Fox's. Um and I'm not saying like oh Luke Fox shouldn't be Batwing. I'm just saying that I don't know man. They put they put like they they messed around and took David away real quick. They're like nah, we can't have no African Batwing. Or no African Batman, <laughs> and yeah, his his stuff was awesome, and I feel like no one ever talks about him anymore, and that makes me sad. I forgot he existed. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm here to remind so you. The DC. What? <laughs> so did DC. So did DC. <laughs> it's true. It's really true. It's like that, dude, that, was there a conclusion or anything to him? Like. I think he he may have actually died. Okay. I don't remember. That's the messed up part. <laughs> like I feel like I feel what like here's the thing. Like I read it all, but I'm like, damn, did they leave it and ambiguous? You, so you forgot about him too. No, no, listen. I can't say you can't say I forgot about him. I literally just brought him up. What happened to him? <sighs> right? I, I mean, I, you know, I, you read it. Well, it's been a you while. Forgot. Yeah, you but forgot. But I feel like I feel like no, no. I feel There's like nothing wrong with admitting you forgot. I, wrong. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, that's that's what forgetting means. 
No, you know what? I, they may have. Maybe they made him quit. I think they made him quit. When I say that, I mean like they wrote him that he quit. But he was awesome. Like I would have much preferred. And I guess I guess that's the whole thing, right? Like it would have been awesome if he was part of the Bat family as a person, but he wouldn't do that because he needed to be the Batman in Africa and help his people, you know? But I'm just like, I don't understand. I don't know if they said like how Luke decided to take that moniker. Like I don't remember. There was no passing of the torch. He That's was what killed by massacre. Damn. What? He was stabbed in the back by massacre. Who is massacre? Uh, he was investigating a new villain calling himself massacre. Uh, as Batwing was investigating with the police, he came across a crime scene with beheaded bodies, and then he got stabbed in the back by massacre. So they did look, they murked my boy. That's messed up. By by a new villain that no one's ever heard of again. You can't they, they made somebody up just to kill my boy, and then this will disappear into the night. <laughs> That's not, that's not cool. That's not cool, DC. You sons of bitches. That's why I don't buy your comics. <laughs> Which isn't true. I'm buying some of them, but I'm going to buy less. Damn it. Anyway. Um, how'd you all feel? Well, like, well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I know we're all going to have different answers to this, depending on how much we read, because... Like Jay, you said you read it digitally. I know there's not a different, there's not, there's different artists from chapter to chapter. So I, I want to ask how you all felt about the art. I, I, uh, Mo, I'll ask you first because you only read one chapter. So mm -hmm. what did you think of the art and what you read? Uh, some of it felt rushed, some of it felt good. Like a lot of the action shots, I think, had somewhat anatomy issues. They're not big. But I kind of put them in that little vignette that I I, I put in my review. Mm -hmm. Was like, he like punched them, but he's like, I'm punching this mic, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. And then the when he threw his glove, he's like, okay, I'm gonna throw my glove. I'm on the motorcycle. I'm like, like throw my glove. And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> to throw his glove, you know. So yeah. Uh, that those things, but the, they're small. They're just like a panel. Like overall, it was consistent and good. But it's just those things kind of. When you're talking about a book that's like five pages, yeah, <laughs> they stick out. <laughs> that's yeah, twenty like percent right. of your art is shit. <laughs> right. Oz, you're holding up something to the screen here. Now, that, oh, you're that's, talking, the, that's the that's the that's the punch where he's like, <laughs> he's got his back to him. Like he, he followed through. And it's not even like his waist is twisted, you know. It's not like he, you know, <laughs> twisted his waist. It's just he's just turned all the way around, like a mighty. Not even you know, Mighty Mouse had better punching <laughs> than that. Now his hand gets all <laughs> Kirby hands. Yeah. <laughs> now Oz, you you read it in print, so if I'm not mistaken, you probably have like different artists throughout. Each one of those books, right? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so what was your experience like reading it? Like you're, you're reading or you're reading the book. It's all written by the same guy, but the art changes, you know, every so many pages. How was that experience for you? It, it changes, but it's not a dramatic change. It's actually really consistent. If I'll I didn't see, yeah, if I didn't see the giant list of names at the front, you could have told me it was the same guy, and I would have said, "Okay, yeah, that, that looks right." So yeah, it, it's pretty consistent. Um, it's not overall the art is is not bad. I'm not gonna say it's it's great, amazing. I've yeah, I've seen yeah. it better, but it's more than adequate. It it does tell the story. Any little problems like the like the backwards punch is just being nitpicky. You know, it's gotcha. it's it's fine. The the art's fine. I have no problem with it. All right. What about you, Jay? What was your thought? And Jay, did you read all of them? Did you read like? Yeah, I read all of them. Got you. Okay, cool. And cool. Uh, the art was consistent. Um, there was just one page I didn't like because uh, the panels looked like they were out of order, okay. and I don't remember offhand what it was. But I just remember when I, while I was reading it, I was like, "Those panels aren't in the correct order." You're like, like "That's that BS." <laughs> I think they messed up. <laughs> That's never a good feeling when you're when you're reading a comic book and you're like, "Oh, I think someone made a mistake." <laughs> right. Yeah, I hear you. That happens to me sometimes too, and I feel the same way. We're like, "Oh, you pulled me right out of this book." <laughs> I mean, it's kind of interesting. Because I, I know we were talking about Mercon Dolfo um, earlier. She's Italian. And there's mm-hmm. another book I read by an Italian. And they do that shit all the time. Like, just put the panels in the wrong place. Oh, really? Yeah. And wow. it, it's so frustrating. Because I, I'm enjoying the book and the characters and the story. But then every once in a while, it's like, after trying to puzzle out, why they're saying shit in the wrong order. Mm. They need to draw them books in English. America. <laughs> America. I, I think they just need more editors. Do any of you want to move to Italy to become a comic book editor? Um, Look, every, everyone's thinking hard about it. I love it. Everyone's like, hmm. I was, I was trying, <laughs> trying to say the word indubitably. In, <laughs> indubitably. Everybody was like, I will say my last trip to Italy was pretty fun. Okay. Oh, all right, Jay. Inter- international Jay. Jay with the flex. That's when he did the free the threesome. No, he did that deny it. that one. That's, he that's did, oh, 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 he was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not that's not that country. <laughs> <laughs> got you, Jay. Got it. We we got it, Jay. Sorry, man. Italy is the spicy, spicy sausages. <laughs> he didn't do a, a Eiffel Tower there. He did the Leaning Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, man! Leaning Tower of Pussy. Oh my God! What that rhymes with pizza, right? Can that be the oh. title? That no. rhymes with pizza. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure we. Uh, whatever. Yeah. So no, we're not gonna make money off this episode. I, mean, <laughs> I I given up on that. 
we're as free as the homeless people. We got no bills to pay and no overhead and then no liability, no responsible liability. <laughs> anyway, I have a few liabilities. So yeah, so... But you use this to pay that. Oh no, nah. we're also small enough that we can say what we want and not get canceled. Oh, okay. Look, that's what everybody thinks until they get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was on the bubble. <laughs> the fact that I don't make money off of this is why I can edit it at work. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, I, I think what you all said about the art is pretty much what's the reality of the situation where it's like, it's different people, but they all are pretty much on the same level. None, like, very little of it's great. Like, I think the what makes the comic good is actually the story. The art is serviceable. It, it definitely, it definitely does what it needs to do to make sure it forwards the story. So that's good. Um, I will mention, just because you know you brought it up uh, earlier, Oz, about I am Batman. I actually did end up reading that book. And I Am Batman is basically, it picks up where Second Son leaves off. And it, it seems to me as though the series is going to bridge the gap between Second Son and uh, the next Batman book. So if you're like looking for like, like the story of how, how, Jace actually comes to the point where he is Batman in the next Batman book. Um, that that's what you're. It seems like you're you're gonna get from I Am Batman. If, all if the all the Batman books seem like they're headed into that future state state. Yeah, with the magistrate and all that. Yeah, and, you know, like I'm. It, Tiny Onion can go. Like, I'm cool with that. Because <laughs> I'm reading his Batman book. Yeah, you know what? He's done. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you on that. Like, he, his book, he's trying to make Ghostmaker a thing, and it's it's getting on my nerves. <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I definitely have, like, I have questions about different things as it relates to to Batman like like so are we are we heading to a point where it because it does look like like the Batman book looks definitely like it's leading to um to to the future state future yeah. and obviously like all these other books are making like they're telling us these stories as if like there's going to be a handoff at some point and like do you really feel like they're going to like have Bruce Wayne go missing at some point well not missing the future state books made it seem like he was missing to the bat family but and it's probably because i'm reading future state gotham right now okay. which is yeah, a red yeah. hood story okay and um in it, it, it's setting up that why Red Hood joined the, the peacekeepers or peace, 
peacekeepers. Oh, Red Hood joins the peacekeepers. Yeah, he's uh, peacekeeper Red. You know, they're all numbered, but he's peace peacekeeper Red. If you read any oh. of the Preacher State books, you see that he's he's one of them, and he's hunting down other masks. I mean, I read I read some of the Future State books, but not all the Batman ones. So. Yeah. So he, yeah, he in Future State Gotham, he's considered a peacekeeper. Oh God! Okay, I, no, I didn't see that. Spoiler alert! I guess. No, no, that's cool. He th the reason he joined the peacekeepers is because Bruce Wayne wanted somebody on the inside, and uh, Bruce Wayne is the only one in the family that knows that that's why. He joined. Everybody else thinks that he betrayed the family. Oh, so so, so they that story more than once. Yeah, that and that that's an interesting book, the uh, Future State Gotham. Okay. A little disappointed that it's black and white. Why is it uh, black and white? I have no idea. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> what? It's black and white, and it, it annoys me because um, the art feels kind of rushed. Like a, some characters are, are just silhouettes. Wow. It's just, yeah. But it's a good story. Um but they do they do that like well not the same story, but like well actually I guess it's interesting because and I guess this is kind of a parallel kind of thing because you have that happening with um oh damn it. You read um you read the next Batman, right, Oz? Yeah, yeah, I read all that. Okay, and I know that you know it's a it's a bit of a callback, but I'm trying to oh with spoiler. Yeah, spoiler like that, is that happens with spoiler, but it's not Bruce Wayne that does it, it's Nightwing that puts her like undercover. Yeah, but as a villain. Right. But in, I mean in Arkham the peacekeepers or, the peacekeepers are villains technically. Or, or I guess technically they're not villains, but for all intents and purposes of the story, they're villains too. That is villains on the other side of the law, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're 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 police abusing power, right? Exactly. So you got the peacekeepers on one end, you got the what do they call them the black coats on the other end, <laughs> and so it, it's interesting that that they have that on on both ends. But so in 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 uh, Future State Gotham, Red Hood knows like is is Bruce Wayne not dead? No, he's he's not. I, everybody thinks he's dead. Okay. Everybody thinks he's dead. Red Hood actually, like, the, he's he talks to him in the book. So Red Hood definitely knows that he's alive. Okay, and, so, so where's that from? I know. I don't know. Okay. In, oh, is that Punchline? No, that's Harley, and I hate her. Oh. I hate you her. Hate I hate her future state look. Oh, it, it it bugs me, okay. and it's actually worse in color. So I'm actually kind of glad it's nah. <laughs> no. Um, well, well. but the the reason it says punchline in that image is because, um, I think a, one one of them just came out either yesterday or a few days ago. But the last book I read, punchline escapes prison because of uh. events that happened in uh in that story and. It ends with you know, hardly hearing that punchline escape, and it's like, oh no, hell no, not this bitch. See, and see, so and you know, I'm behind that. on my Batman books, so I don't even I don't even know what the relationship between 
Harley and Punchline. Like, well, I know that they like they don't like each other. I'm assuming it's because of the whole Joker connection thing, but I don't know. It's because Punchline is Joker's replacement for Harley. It's his new girlfriend. Right. Okay. And okay. unlike Harley, she well, I don't know if unlike Harley, but Punchline believes that she wasn't she's not Joker's side piece or sidekick like Harley was at the mm-hmm. beginning, but mm-hmm. Joker's equal. Okay. That's how and she sees her. Kind of, but it's the Joker. I mean, he 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 cares about nobody but himself and Batman. So no matter nobody's ever going to be an equal to the Joker in the Joker's mind. I don't think. Right. Okay. And that's what what makes her. That's what Harley tries to explain to Punchline is: look, you may think that (laughs) that picture's so. (laughs) No, listen. I listen. I know I don't have great eyes, but I what I know is no one can see that. (laughs) <laughs> no one can see that right okay i'll just okay i'm sorry i apologize i didn't mean to go go ahead Oz. please please continue because i i didn't mean to i was just like oh i can't just let that be like yeah viewers look at this <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, to you, Oz, basically but punchline was supposed to be a replacement for harley and right that that's really where the where the beef is, and Harley has tried to explain to Punchline that you you never nobody's ever going to be his equal. Batman why, is the only one that comes close. Why does she just let let her live? Like who cares? Like why does she care? Because she's part of the Bat Family now. She's a she's a good guy in the Bat Family, and the Joker is her biggest thing. Like that's she feels like that's her responsibility. And is Punch Harley Line. is Harley like when you say she's part of the Bat Family? Like that's in what like like the Bat in the in like Batman or is that like in Detective? Yeah, they're both the same thing. In both. Well, but after okay, after the Joker okay. War, she she's just, you got Batgirl, you got the Robins, you got Harley. Gosh, like she's gosh. in the family. Where is what happened to wait? Well, don't you don't have to tell me exactly what happened to, but is Batwoman still around or no? I don't know. I haven't, I, I read all the Bat books and I haven't seen Batwoman. You at haven't seen all. Batwoman in Detective? No, no, okay, well, that's fair. Okay, listen, I gotta catch up because I've been buying the books, but I haven't read them, so I'm like literally like probably like a year and a half behind. so... I'll figure out what happened. I got the ones to like. I got enough books that will tell me what happens if I read them. So <laughs> I don't even, even know if there's a Batwoman book right now. No, no. Well, B- the Detective was like Batwoman was like the main one of the main people in Detective for a while when they were doing like the whole like Bat fa- like Detective was like the Bat Family book. Yeah, it's not anymore. Okay, and yeah, and that's all I need to know. So it's like. When, when when I was reading it, it was the Bat Family book. Like I said, I'm like a year and a half behind. I'm sure that when I keep when I decide to like, okay, let me take this pile of books and start reading them. I'm sure I'll, I'll read through into the transition. I'll be like, oh, they done messed her out and murked my girl. She got stabbed <laughs> in the back by a massacre. <laughs> I mean, she could be because yeah, that yeah, that's what happened because you know she's a good character and I like her. So they're like DC's like, nah, you're too Marvel. Ah. I'm like, ah, wait a minute. 
Who yeah, was I, Massacre? Where did he even come from? I read Portrait <laughs> where they call in family members and none of them have that, that woman. That woman don't show up. Huh? There's, like, there's like five Batgirls. R.I.P. No Bat Batwoman. They're like, nah, man, she's too white. It's it's the world. <laughs> They're like, nah, man, we don't deal with. No, nah, she's like damn near albino. Nah. Like, Oracle, <laughs> Oracle's the only redhead. They allow, and that's why she's green. Like when she shows up, <laughs> got it. Okay, that's fair. Damn, now I gotta find out what's up with Batwoman. Is is Oracle still wearing her like? Does she still have her like uh, utility jumpsuit or no? No. Got it. Okay. She's got it. Regular ass Oracle. Regular ass Oracle. <laughs> okay. One day I'll catch them on DC books. <laughs> so, what the all hell right. Are so, about? oh yeah, son. Yeah, let let's do some ratings for Second Son. Jay, why don't you go first, buddy? What what would you rate the next Batman Second Son? Um, I would rate it a three out of five. Um, okay. I thought it was pretty good. Um, interesting enough for me to. Maybe check out the next Batman book. Um, yeah, like it was pretty good. Okay, cool. Moses Magnum, what would you rate Batman? This or the next Batman, Second Son? I believe three and a half. Uh, I like the story, I like the cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it want me it kept me wanting to read more, and it's interesting. And the writing, like, is done well. <laughs> the yeah. story, well. even with the flaws in the art, like, it's not that big a deal. Like, I- I'm good with what it had, the issues it had. The story is interesting, but I think I'm probably just gonna skip to was it, was it the I Am Batman? I'll do that. Yeah, I am Batman Zero. What came out? I'll just do that. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Oscor, what would you rate? The next I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a four. It's what I wanted, and or just I wanted to know where this character came from, and it's well written, um, because he he is a black man. It's. It's easy for a writer to fall into. It, it, there's places where a writer can go that's just easy with with a character like this, and that is not done at all in this book. This this book treats this character with a lot of respect and tells you why this guy can be Batman. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a to one of the uh, Future State Gotham books. There's a backup with this batman in it and the story itself it's not it's not a bad story but they have to throw in that like he found the one the one gang that's a white supremacist gang while doing something totally unrelated he just happened to stumble into this one gang that you know so that it's like that low-hanging fruit that kind of bugs me where it feels like you know that that wasn't necessary to make Mm -hmm. it doesn't make this story better to include Mm -hmm. that so it makes me suspicious of the writer. Like, why did you have to? Why did you feel like you had to include that? It doesn't change the story at all. So that stuff like that worries me. And like I said, this writer treats this character with a lot of respect and makes me 
respect the character when he puts on the Batman cowl. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all I want from, from this book is tell me why this guy deserves that position. Got it. Got it. As for myself, uh, I would go ahead and give this a four out of five. I liked it a lot. Um, honestly, like I felt like the story and the writing was really good. The art is probably what what holds this book back a little bit. And it's not because the art's terrible or bad. It's just it's it's okay to good uh depending on where you are in the series uh travel travel foreman at a certain point becomes the artist and i feel like he does a better job i mean exactly <laughs> exactly he does a much he, he, he does a better job uh and and travel foreman if i'm not mistaken is actually going to be the artist on the i am batman book well so, five out of five <laughs> so so Wait, is it it's the same writer and travel foreman mm-hmm same, yeah, John Ridley and Travel Foreman. I am Batman. Yeah, so it's like I'm, I'm like I, I've already read that book too, and I'm, I like what's happening there, um, as well. Like it feels like a natural continuation, um, but the fact of the matter is, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff, and uh, it, I, I feel like the fact that it was a weekly. Um, it was initially a digital first comic that was coming out week to week that made it so that the artists had to be different people kind of holds it back from a series perspective but the character is good the writing's good Uh, if you like the next Batman I think you'll like this book so yeah for me it's a 4 out of 5 I liked it a lot I have two questions before we move on yeah, go for it. Uh, question number one: Who do you think is is a better artist, Travel or Puppeteer? I mean, okay, that I would have to look at I would have to look at more of Puppeteer stuff, like because I, I I I'm not familiar with Puppeteer outside of the Spawn cover. I, I was just talking shit about both their names. You're dumb. that's hilarious that you're like it's hilarious when i explain it which makes it not hilarious because i had to explain it it it. was it's funny to me (laughs) i know (laughs) but but i'm I'm the one that didn't get it who's who's more like travel or puppeteer listen i like here's the messed up part travel feels like a more regular name to me (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why i'm like it didn't occur to me because I'm like, no, well, we all know a travel, don't we? But no, I don't think we all do. You're right. Like travel is a different name too. But I guess I'm just I'm used to travel forming because I know his work. Puppeteer, I only heard of today. So it feels strange still. Puppeteer could teach Alex Ross a thing or two. Oh, come on. Really? It's different type of art, different type of painting. But even so, it's like I like. There, you, look, I feel like you can't say that when it's like, that's like sitting here like saying like, oh, Kobe could teach Michael Jordan a thing or two. It's like you don't even get Kobe without Michael Jordan, right? Second question. <laughs> issue zero. I remember issue zeros being free. 
Like <laughs> long ago in the before time. This issue issue zero is five bucks. Yeah. Like yeah. that it just doesn't feel right. This should be one. It's issue one, right? Why is it zero? Is my question. Zero is what you get, like it's the uh the, the five page you know thing you get at free comic book day to get you excited about the new book. Not this 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 starts this ongoing comic. The only the only reason why I'm feeling this is a zero over a one is because he's not Batman yet. I mean, he's not like, Batman like, in the next Batman Second Son. Well, but the next Batman Second Son isn't. I am Batman. Yeah, I guess, but. Five bucks, really? It, it's hey, full hey. length. I, you know, it... yeah, yeah. No, no listen. I, I look. You're not gonna mess around and get any argument from me when if you're saying like, man, comics are expensive. I agree. <laughs> like, I agree one hundred percent. Like the Put fact that I that a regular it. book would be five bucks is crazy to me. I like because I'm just saying like I, that's how you know comic books aren't for children. Yeah. It's like. This is like, I mean, I, or or I should, I'll say this because I don't have kids. Do do children, generally speaking, just have like tens of dollars on them? Yeah, as yeah. pocket change. They have Venmo. Like, do, wait, but he well, like he they, takes money. They don't. They don't have Venmo. Their parents have Venmo, right? No, they have Venmo. They do. They have bank accounts. No, they have Venmo. So Venmo they don't have not- Venmo. They they got access to their parents' Venmo. No, you don't need a bank account to have Venmo. You don't? That take, no, that takes a place. It's You can just use that as where you put money in. How like, do you put money in? The parents transfer it to you like if they bought something from you or give you so or paid you for something. You don't need a bank account to have to use a Venmo? No. Oh, damn. Well, look, that must be why if I don't you want to withdraw from it or deposit to it, then yeah. But if you're just using that as your currency, you don't need a bank account. What What do you mean? Like, like I'm too old, apparently. Listen, I don't know your your young newspeak. It's like stop using Venmo, Venmo numbers is- for letters. I don't get it. Venmo is your bank account. So when you you earn money somehow, how can Venmo be your bank account? Because you're paid into Venmo, and Venmo holds the the money. And you get a card from it if you want to buy something with the ATM card. And all you need is a social security number. PayPal does the same thing. You can have money in your PayPal. Venmo owned by PayPal. Yeah. Wait. you don't need a bank account to have, have a PayPal? No. No. Only if you want to put money in it, but there's other ways to put money in it too. Right. Other people have bank accounts and put money into your PayPal. And now right. your PayPal has a certain amount of money in it. In fact, I think I have money in PayPal. But I'm saying like I'm saying like okay. All right. All right. Well, that's fair. Like listen, I listen. I have a bank account and I maybe I didn't realize I don't right. need and your bank account account. earns you interest. If yeah. you didn't spend all your money That's on comics, where no, no, a Venmo account just holds, like you put ten dollars in, 
a month from now, it's still going to be ten dollars. It's a prepaid card with an app. Yeah, got it. Speaking got it. of banks, we should go into news. <laughs> we we should let look. I feel like it's been so long since we heard news music. I have news music. Comic book news. We should have a like uh like her. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. <laughs> so, okay. so it it turns out that OnlyFans has come to an agreement with their banks so that they can allow porn to happen now again. Jay. So they're rescinding their no porn. What does this have to do with comics? It has to do with banks. Jay, we don't we don't have a show about banks. We were, talk, we were just talking about banks. Dude, Jay. Banking news. Jay, why are you putting your fetish stuff into the comic book news? I've never been on OnlyFans in my <laughs> life. <laughs> no one, no technically, one technically the forum, the whole forum is on OnlyFans. So oh. you you have an OnlyFans account. Joe's like, speaking of banks, <laughs> I have some banking news. <laughs> speaking of banks, Sasha Banks, the actor. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a porn star. Is that a porn star? Like he froze as hard as his dick did when he said Sasha Banks. It might be. Right. <laughs> That ain't just popped in my head, but yeah, it could be a porn star. Oh, who is Sasha Banks? Then? Oh, she's a WWE star. Whew. Oh, that was close. Heck, respect me again. Hilarious. So, okay. So, Jay, OnlyFans is can do porn again, is what you're saying? Yeah. I thought only like, they, they were the ones that made the announcement they're not going to be doing porn anymore, right? Correct. And but it was, that because, was because they were having issues with banks not wanting to deal with them because uh, uh, banks have issues with funding pornography. That's, That's what hilarious. they said, but I think banks responded saying, we don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, he said banks said. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, I that. That is exactly what OnlyFans said. Right. Okay. Cool. And then cool. Banks said, I, <laughs> we take money. I mean, you know. I saw a lot of memes of people talking about women that were going to have to get jobs now because OnlyFans wasn't going to Like work. super hot McDonald's workers? Yeah. Well, waitresses and hostesses is the meme I saw. Listen, all types of stuff I saw, but I'm just like, why are people taking so much joy in the fact that Women aren't making money. Like <laughs> the general public doesn't respect sex workers. Yeah. And it, it's fucking retarded. Right. It is. It's, it's something that needs to be done away with. Like well, especially sex considering like, it's people, like we shouldn't be denying them their pay for what they do. Well, their ability to get a 401k or uh health proper health insurance based on their work. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, it's like, there's obviously a demand for it, and yeah. I feel like the same dudes that are, like, calling, like, messing around and making the moon, the memes are the same dudes that are, like, 
the fuck the memes, the policy. <laughs> the the dudes making the policy are going to whorehouses. Yeah. The memes don't mean shit. <laughs> yeah. They just make us chuckle while we're in between porn scenes. <laughs> you know, but the, the, the people making the laws, the lawmakers should be held accountable for this because well, it's, but it's all connected because the lawmakers feel the way they feel because the public sentiment is what the public sentiment is. I like to point out that the lawmakers had nothing to do with the OnlyFans story. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about legalizing sex, like prostitution in general, because oh, that's yeah, what yeah. it all boils down to. It's looked down upon, but it's a, a billion dollar industry that happens even though technically nobody respects them and they're not you gonna do okay allow proper health care or a tax bracket status or credit lines and 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 it's like it's really a victimless crime because you either pay for it or you don't yeah look i'll say it from this point of view because i i think uh prostitution is a, a net negative for society but they're adults. They should do whatever the fuck they want. You know? Dude, if it like all you gotta do is look at marijuana. Public sentiment for marijuana change, and then politicians' opinions on marijuana change. I'll take it one then, step further, Lawrence. Look at alcohol. Alcohol is worse than marijuana. Yeah, but here's the thing: you have more rights and more respect as a green tree plant than you do as a woman who fucks for money in America. I mean, okay, but uh, the long and the short of it is, it's like if people would pretend or stop pretending like they were like all holier than thou and didn't like have any issues, if they would stop pretending like they had issues with what women are doing, then policy would change in the same way. It like kind of goes back to what I said about how Mirka and Dolfo deals with sexuality in her comics. <laughs> you know, like it's mm -hmm. erotic. It is slightly titillating, but it's not uh, something. It, it comes into play a lot of times as something normal, <laughs> you know. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. Something that's like it ha it's not like it, you never get the feeling that that comic book has sex to sell. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sex is sex is just as like arbitrary almost as the angel and demon motif. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I agree. It, and it, it's almost yeah, it's it, it's refreshing <laughs> to mm -hmm. see that uh, because in American comics you don't see that. Like if you shy right. away, oh, Batman fucked Catwoman in the New Fifty Two number one. Oh, <laughs> you know, and people were like hiding their kids and shit from that, and it, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about this. Uh... Far from home trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mo, you're, you're our resident Spider Man fan, right? How yeah. About this far from home trailer. I, I mean, I, you know, there's an argument to be made that they're, they're Tony Starking up Peter Parker. Uh, and it's something I don't like. Like, he's been the, the, the protege of, uh, of Stark and he ideal idolized Stark and everything like, you know I, I don't know if you remember Larry but there was a whole thing where uh, Tony Stark got his identity got revealed 
and he wanted people to forget. So he lined up the satellites to create some kind of flash that gave people that selective amnesia. You know? I don't remember that. Damn. Yeah, so that's the, that's essentially the plot for this. You can say that it's the one more day thing, but it's not. It, it's it's that Tony Stark. Like, please, I don't I don't want that. I I thought that being known for Iron Man would be fun because I'm a narcissistic egomaniac with daddy issues, uh, but it's not. And please, I, you know, I mean, so he goes to Doctor Strange instead of doing the satellites, but he has Edith. Edith could do that. I believe Edith did it in the comics. And uh, so <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, that's where I'm like, you know what? They fucking, Disney hates Spider-Man. <laughs> like, they're just making Tony Stark Jr. And uh, no, couldn't you say that it's different because he didn't reveal his own identity? It, Tony Stark didn't necessarily reveal it. He just thought he'd be okay. And when it got out of hand, like it happened the way it happened, but it, it you know, it, it wasn't like he's, it's not like in the movies where he says, I am Iron Man, you know? Um, but either way, it's the whole tech suit, like all the whole suit, the whole, the tech suit thing and, and his reliance on, on technology over intelligence and, and you know he's not creating any technology in these fucking MCU movies. It's it's yeah. It, it, they don't like Spider Man. They like Tony Stark, and they're trying to groom some kind of replacement. Got it. Mind me, did Peter make the uh, web web shooters in the MCU? Uh, he might have. He had. His uh his sweatshirt suit. He he did make his own web shooters and he did come up with the web fluid, but Tony Stark gave him the suit and the upgraded web shooters. Right. And they don't they don't even make a deal out of the fact that this kid made the the web fluid. There's right. just a scene where he's making it in class. Right. But that like hey, if they treat it like a deal of it. It's not a Spider-Man movie. What do you mean it's not a Spider-Man movie? No, I'm saying like when when you see Spider-Man, like when you see Spider, it doesn't Spider-Man get introduced for the first time not in a Spider-Man movie? Well, that's not when they show him making the fluid. They show him right. making the fluid in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I think. Oh, okay. So you're saying like they need to spend more time on that? No, it. it, it well, I, I know there's some comics where it's like, oh, you should patent this. It's like, I can't because I don't want to show my identity. I got to protect Mary Jane and my aunt. Yeah. And uh, so it's that's one of the, the the great things about Spider-Man where he creates all this shit. And that's why when Dan Slott took over and he's like, create, he works for a tech company. He's like, oh, I've been making stuff for Spider-Man. And then he could finally reap the benefits of his intelligence, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not what we see here. Yeah, like they should have had, like Tony Stark should have patented that web fluid and just give the money to him. I mean, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, don't, that I feel like that is, if that's what happened, we would just be mad about that. Yeah. Actually, it, that would be bad for him because he's like dead now. <laughs> I mean, the patent doesn't go away when you die. It's, yeah, but, but he's I mean, not around to give the money to him anymore. Right, like, and if he goes to the foundation, he might not have a will or a trust. Look, he <laughs> might not have revised it once Peter got snapped away. 
Also, when when he died, he he left. Died. And then when, Peter comes back and, and, and Tony Stark died. When, when Tony Stark died, he left a lot of crap to, to Spider-Man. I mean, you see him on the airplane, like, building a new suit with, with uh, Tony Stark's technology. So it's not like... Like, once Tony Stark's dead, he doesn't need the, the pittance of the web fluid <laughs> and when he's got basically the entire company's resources available to him. Right. But that's just I, another point of Disney hating Spider-Man. How did you feel about it, Oz? I, I thought it was fine. I, I'm i not happy with that Doc Ock. Like, what they did to his face, like, it just it looked weird. What did he do to his face? <laughs> they like yeah, they, they try to youngify him. Because apparently... Oh, you think Alfred Molina doesn't look like that anymore? No. Fact, show me old-ass Alfred Molina with, with like the beard and everything. Would have been way better Doc Ock. But what they're trying to do in this movie, according to Alfred Molina, is Doc Ock is plucked at the moment that he was going to die in, okay. in that Raimi movie. In fact, I think all the villains are are plucked from that point. Okay. So okay. they they had to they felt like they had to youngify him, and I don't know maybe if they gave him like the the same hairstyle he had in that movie, maybe I think it I would have felt a little bit better because they like I don't know like gelled him up or something. It's just weird. It, it, so it, I was going to get a crappy looking Green Goblin too. They, they didn't even show us what Green Goblin looks like, but you know what he. Theoretically, should have that same suit. Is that what Alfred Molina looks like now? Yeah. Is that drastically different from what he looked like in the movie or in the trailer? I mean, you saw the trailer. Put up the picture of him in the trailer. I, mean, I know he doesn't have a. I know he doesn't have a, the the beard and the mustache. He doesn't have those crow's feet either. I mean, okay. I look. I don't know if I'm like. I don't know if I'm like. He had goggles on, didn't he? No, he had little tiny like Morpheus sunglasses. Yeah, but I'm just oh okay. I, mean, I guess put, put look. Obviously, you got pictures up. Look up, look him up in the uh, in the trailer. That picture is everywhere. You might be able to go to our Instagram. That fantastic form. I'm just Instagram. I'm just saying like like and so his face looks like super weird, like super digitally altered. It does in that trailer. It doesn't look natural, and it is digitally altered. It's he's youngified. Because they want, they need him to look like he looked in Spider Man. No, I, I, I get that. I guess I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe it was too quick, or you know, like, hey, maybe my eyes don't work. I, I didn't look at that and be like, what the hell happened to Alfred Molina? You didn't watch it a hundred times? Well, no, <laughs> I maybe watched it twice, maybe, but. It didn't look strange to me. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, after I watch it in the movie, maybe, maybe it will look weird. Yeah, um, but then we already did this show where we dissect the trailer. You're right. You're right. Like I said, it could just be the hair, because that's not the hair he had in that movie. So, I mean, so like. So it, when you see this, you you all say like he doesn't look like Alfred Molina. He looks like Alfred Molina went toe to toe with Rocky. He looks like Alfred Molina is an Irishman. <laughs> I I didn't watch the Irishman yet. 
So well, then you don't deserve to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I get where you're coming from just because, you know, but I didn't watch all of the Irish. I didn't watch the Irishman. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. He, like, it doesn't look so weird to me. He's I don't not know. even wearing the same clothes he was wearing at the end of that movie. He doesn't have the same body. He's got a thin Why? body here. Why does he have to be wearing those exact same clothes? Like, because why because, can't it be a different day? Because he, we were told he was plucked from the moment right oh, before oh, he in the trailer. It's probably a day later. He probably took a shower. And... Like you don't write. Like you don't know. Like nobody knows. So I'm just like, why? Like, like, plucked, but this battle is a month after. I just I I, for me when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, that's what Doctor Octopus looks like from the movie. And also, like, if he got plucked in and that's the moment, he wouldn't recognize Peter as Peter. Well, if if uh, Spider-Man showed up in the Spider-Man costume and he sees a Spider-Man, he's going to assume it's Peter. It's his Peter. He doesn't have to see that. It, oh, it's Tom Holland now. He just sees the Spider-Man and he knows Spider-Man is Peter. That, that could be what he's saying. Some people think that's actually him seeing uh, um, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> and, and, and do it like they they're they're really trying to get Toby, Toby Maguire and Garfield in this movie. I want Sandman to come back. People are trying to say that uh Charlie Cox's Daredevil is in this trailer. And I look at this trailer and like, dude, if if Daredevil gained 60 pounds, he ain't Daredevil anymore. Like he, he may be Matt Murdock the lawyer, but he ain't no Daredevil. If that's the guy you're telling me is is Daredevil. Jeez, man. Cake. Y'all are harsh, man. I also, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I should call it a leak or a rumor, but I think the story that I heard is going to be for this movie makes this trailer make more sense as to why Doctor Strange is following him around, and it looks like there there's a conflict there between the two. And well, I don't know. I don't know if you guys want to. I want. I want to hear. Yeah, you can, you can talk, yeah go ahead. Put the room so, right there. So, what I've what I've heard, um, and look, maybe this is a spoiler. Maybe I don't know. I I haven't seen it. I don't know anybody that has. This is just what I've heard. But the story that I've heard is that after that point where the spell goes awry and these uh, characters are brought in from different universes, Doctor Strange. Like Pokemon's them into into a box to try to figure out how to get them back to their their original timeline universe, whatever you want to call it. He doesn't get Green Goblin, who kind of um, figures out that somehow, whether through talking to them or he somehow Green Goblin figures out that the moment they were plucked from was right before they died, and the last thing they remember before they were plucked was Spider-Man and that's why they're going after Spider-Man. And so he actually approaches Tom Holland, Spider-Man and tells him, look, if you send these guys back to where, where they came from, they're just going to die. That's what, that's what happens. And a version of you is the reason that they're going to die. And so Tom Holland tries to free, I don't know, free them or like, he doesn't want them to end up in that fate. So he, he takes this Pokeball cube thing that Doctor Strange has and he tries to figure out a better way, and that causes the conflict between them. So 
uh, I haven't heard how it's supposed to end, but that's kind of where <laughs> that's kind of where the story is going. And that's why you see Doctor Strange chasing after Spider-Man. It's not that that that's Mephisto, which I've also heard because apparently it's definitely Mephisto. Apparently, Doctor Strange like acts weird. Like they, they're people are like, well, why why is he doing spells that Wong told him not to do? You like, saw okay. you saw the horns on Peter Parker in the the what you call it sign the protest but, sign. It's but, all it's Mephisto all along. That scene with with Doctor Strange, where like the the sanctum is frozen for some odd yeah, reason, his, his beard is, 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 is slightly uh, discolored. It's more red. It's obviously Mephisto. You've read Dante's Inferno, right? I also think it's weird that he's in still fact, technically in hell because they didn't have the letter V back then, and so Inferno was the Latin word for winter. Right. I, the I lowest, also, the lowest level of hell is all eyes. Like the Sanctum Sanctorum is Mephisto all along. Well, it's a circle, so there isn't a lower level. There's a inner level, and no, no. the the last level of hell is located okay. near the near the devil's nutsack. See, so now you're, quick, you're just talking stupid shit. <laughs> real quick, in the chat, we got Tiger Claw. Uh, now we know what caused the multiverse of madness. Peter Parker kept on bothering Doctor Strange while making that spell. I think he's just a variant of that Doc Ock. It doesn't mean he's the exact one from the movie, but a variant of him. In the trailer, you see Peter Parker in a black suit. Uh, you know that Doctor Strange was mentioned in Spider-Man 2 and the fact Sam Raimi is directing the new Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me a guy making a comic book movie mentioned a comic book character? <laughs> oh my god, it's Mephisto. Jay, Clearly, Jay, it, all along, all along, read Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> anybody else find it, find it weird that he's wearing that Ayabagamoto, which used to house a time stone and like seems kind of pointless now, on top of the fact that. Uh, Thanos crushed it and like destroyed it, but he's still so he's he's not wearing a pimp chain essentially, right? If that's all that is now. I mean, there could be something in it, unless this whole thing, this whole movie, is a branch off of this the the, the multiverse of madness. It's a it's a this doc, the Doctor Strange is the variant, not not oh, anybody shit. else. Damn, how crazy would that be? If there is a variant Doctor Strange coming in what if? Yeah. I saw the Jay. pop. I almost bought it. <laughs> Jay, what did you think of the trailer? Um, it was cool. Like give you a okay. There wasn't really enough there for me to get super excited or you know, like it looked fine. It's no eternals, right? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That new trailer looked better. Yeah, Eternal did it have did. a new trailer too. Like that's yeah, the new trailer for Eternals does look better. I agree. I'm I'm so not into that trailer. <laughs> like I, I'm not like, mad at you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I'm I'm not feeling that trailer at all. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, they like love the new trailer and like they're like that's what's making me want to go see it. 
I, I don't know. It, it's no, the not last the last couple of Eternal trailers were pretty terrible. So it's not a hard it's not a high bar to clear, but and the deviants look terrible. Yeah, Spider Man trailer about. just kind of looks like a Spider Man trailer. Like, okay. I think yeah. I think that trailer has just been way overhyped. Which one? The Spider Man trailer. Mm. Alfonso in chat says the trailer looks great and I am excited for the movie. But just like when Quicksilver came out in WandaVision and nothing happened with that, I am not getting my hopes up for anything. <laughs> I, I believe that this will deliver more so than Quicksilver will. There's but, a, hey, there's a thing about the fact that uh, in WandaVision, there was a, a heart over that the calendar and that date is August 23rd and that's when Spider-Man came out which means Mephisto oh, it means Mephisto clearly <laughs> just like yeah enough of this Mephisto <laughs> there it is there it is anything else we need to mention or talk about before we get out of here uh, new He-Man is crap <laughs> okay I think that goes without saying like you're talking about the like latest trailer for He Man. The yeah, the three or I mean, either or pick one, both crap. Oh jeez. Oh, one more crap than other than the other, but both crap. Okay. All right. And you know, maybe one day we'll talk about Substack taking all the talent from comics. <laughs> like that's a longer conversation that we had. Look, maybe maybe we do a one shot on that mo. I don't even know how do I how do I get a Substack book. Like if you know you, <laughs> I, I went you have to, to have a bank account. I, I went to the website. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do it. Look, yeah. you got to go through your PayPal, but not with a bank account. You got to you got to go. Yeah, you have a Venmo. You can get a Substack. You got to scan your QR code. <laughs> Look, did you get the chip from the from the? Vaccine? If you got the chip from the vaccine, you can get a substack, but otherwise, the dope. There's a Marvel XCOM game coming out. Dude, wait, is that the um, Midnight Suns joint? <laughs> no time for that, Larry. So wild. I'm, I'm, look, I know you haven't seen it, Moses, or else you would be yeah. talking about it. You'd be so angry. They they don't put they made all the Avengers Midnight Suns. <laughs> Harry Claus says it's based from the comic from the ninth. I'm so mad at Tiger Claw too. Excellent Midnight's ending. <laughs> all right. Let's do some final thoughts. Oz, how about you give us some final thoughts, man? Uh, what if episode two was crap? I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. Season three, uh, episode three, sorry, was uh, better though. So I'm still watching it. Okay. <laughs> We're not hey. going to go into deeper. Hey, hey, I wasn't trying to. Jay, <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> um, Pretty soon, I'm not a hundred percent sure when, uh, but we will be putting out a one shot on separation. Okay, well there it is. 
Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, look, we're teasing one shots all over the place, shooting them all over your face. Um, but yeah, you got to subscribe, like, and hit the bell to know when they come out. And uh, you can follow us on social media to get that alert. And uh, anywhere, really, on social media, we're there. And aside from that, man, be here next week for when we talk about uh, something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> something it <to> do. <laughs> hey, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, let us know what you want to what you want us to talk about. If there's something going on and you want to hear our opinions on it, or if you want to talk about it yourself and you want to, you know, bring us to the conversation, let us know. We'll talk about it on the show. Uh, yeah, and in the meantime, you know, just enjoy the stuff that's happening, man. It's a great time to be a, a, a geek. A lot of cool things going down. Whether you talk about movies, TVs, video games, comics. It's like a lot of um, amazing stuff is happening. So, uh, and of course, you know, again, tabletop, like everything, D&D, whatever you do. But anyway, we're the Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you then.